In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello, welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and I would like to thank you for tuning in each week. We have listeners from all over the world, so good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what that impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we have talked about everything from business issues such as digital transformation and how big data is changing our lives to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. And today, we're going to be addressing one of the most pressing issues facing our organizations, and that is the lack of diversity in the C-suite. But you really also need to listen to all of our shows. So please download this series on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. In these series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stories that will stimulate new ideas and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tell me what you would like to hear about. Please send me an email. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or for yourself. Now, on to the subject today. As I said, we still do not have equality in the C-suite. It does not matter how we cut the numbers but they are just not there. Now, one of the answers to this could be that we are still living with unconscious biases, unconscious biases that close the door to equality in the workplace, biases that show up in the hiring practices, policies, corporate cultures, even if they're not intended. Many companies, or almost all companies, have diversity policies. They have equal opportunity policies. They have discrimination policies, and so on. But they're not always lived. But unconscious bias is not just occurring in the organizations. Unconscious bias can be within ourselves. And this can result in our own perceived limitations. And this sometimes can be even a bigger challenge than external challenges. For example, if I were to grow up as a woman thinking that all doctors were men, but I have an incredible talent for medicine, an incredible talent for healing, I may not pursue that career because my perception is that all doctors are men. So sometimes these kind of unconscious biases when ourselves are the real challenges that sometimes may keep women from seeking C-suite positions. But because diversity and equality in the workplace is vital to a healthy growing company, our guest today has conducted research to find out what is really going on with gender in the C-suite. She wanted to explore the challenges women leaders were facing and then help them grasp the courage to move ahead. Our guest today is Ishreen Bradley, and she is a passionate pioneer of Priority at Work. She influences public policy, organizational culture, and individual progression by applying research, executive experience, and in a very nurturing approach. She is the author and implementer of the research Shooting for the C-Suite, which is widely acknowledged as one of the most progressive research contributions on gender. Her book, Authentic You, based on the results of her research, is a practical guide for leaders to succeed at work whilst 
being true to themselves. Focused on cultural transformation, Ishreen works at the organizational level with groups and individuals to help develop skills and environments that provide stand out and lead your difference leadership coaching to individuals and cultural transformation culturing, uh, consulting, excuse me, to organizations around the world. Her company, Equality Pioneers, helps women and organizations develop a sustained sense of priority and resulting in mindsets, skills, and systems that deliver a culture of opportunity through excellence at work. Ishreen, thank you for taking time for, to be with us today. My pleasure. It's a subject I care very much about. So let's just let's start with the very basics. You, con- you conducted this research shooting for the C-suite, which is, is really recognized as some of the best research on challenges that women face moving into. Can you tell us a little bit about that research? Yes. So um, let me start by saying why I did it. I was uh, working with some executive clients in Texas in 2010. And it occurred to me, I remember clearly having this thought, it looks like not much has changed since I started working in 1987. It looked like women were still struggling to be noticed. They still struggled with their self-belief. And they still were not effective in dealing with challenges and conflict as they could be. And so that's um, that's really what motivated me to say, okay, do you know, this could be my unconscious bias. This could be my opinions. But um, let me put them to the test. And that's what really led to the research. We conducted uh, research online. It was quantitative and qualitative. So we interviewed over a thousand successful female female leaders online about the barriers that they've had to overcome and the strengths that they bring to work. We then checked that off against the desk research and we conducted live interviews that were semi-structured with over a hundred female leaders. And then to validate all of that, we ran focus groups with senior executive females um, through a research roundtable to really make sure that what we were saying made sense. And the interesting thing is the people that enjoyed the focus group so much, they wanted to keep meeting. So we now do <laughs> we now do four research breakfasts a year just to keep the research up to date. Wow. And, and this, this research was primarily European research, but do you think the, the results are, are quite global? I mean, um, the, the, yeah. the problems are, the, the could be in the U.S. or other areas? Well, we were, we were fortunate. We managed to attract a few um, inputs from the U.S., from Asia, and from Australia, New Zealand. And that kind of validated the main themes And interestingly, though, the underlying factors were slightly different. So with uh, women in in Europe and and America, challenges would be, you know, childcare and managing Mm. everything, uh, which isn't a problem in Asia, but they still face the same ultimate challenges. Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk about the, some of the challenges that came out, some of the results came out of the challenges. And, and reading your paper, one of the challenges, or actually what you said was one of the biggest challenges was women leaders was their management profile. So what, what, what do you mean by that? Why were they saying, what do they mean that their management profile is a challenge? So it was really managing their profile. So... Uh, The best way I think I can explain that is through a quote from the research. And this lady says, I made good progress in the early part of my career by doing a good job. There comes a point, though, where you have to do more than that. Managing profile. The thing I struggle with is a little bit that I don't see the point of going to more meetings if I don't think I'll add value there. So I'm happy to delegate to people who have the right knowledge and not duplicate. That does mean that I don't necessarily get face time with a broad range of key business people in the organization as I could. Mm -hmm. 
So that that's a really interesting response, and I, I've I've also heard that quite a bit in the work that I've done with many women. And do you think that's a little bit of standing in our own ways sometimes with that kind of thinking? Um, do you have any insights to to a response like that? Yeah, I I do actually. I I think there are five ways that women get in their own way. The first is imposter syndrome, which seems to be spoken about a lot nowadays. And that's their concern for appearing credible and not being laughed at. Um, The second is their fear of humiliation, of looking stupid. The third is they get really excited about the job and focus on delivering a great project or a great result or a great outcome for the organization. And they forget to share that success with the people who can support them in being successful. Mm-hmm. The fourth is their concern about time and their guilt. So they they worry about spending enough time with family or they worry about spending enough quality time getting the results done. And so they, they tend not to be present in what they're doing in the moment. And the final thing is just being willing to speak up and be seen. Mm-hmm. So, so those are those are five quite big challenges. I'd like to I'd like to focus in on one of those when when you when you talk about um, time. Do you think there sometimes is like an ambivalence around, um, or, or women don't really know how far they want to go because of time? Um, you know, do they? want to make it to the C-suite or or is it better in middle management? Um, you know, kind of fighting with themselves on, on trying to find what they really want. Do you see that as part of this? You know, Kimberly, I think um, what you just said, fighting with themselves is exactly it. Because they know internally and intuitively what they want but they don't always make conscious choices. They don't articulate it and they don't live the choices in a guilt-free way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it's all about. It's yeah. actually choosing, reflecting on, so it talks to the second point in the research, right? The second barrier, which is having a, a clear plan for your career and your own development. And very mm-hmm. often they don't um, focus on that. And so there's kind of like this, I should be aiming for this job and they don't focus and go for it, which means that they're, um, they're half in, half out. Mm-hmm. Challenge. And do you think that, that because at the C-suite also, that, that you know, it, it is quite demanding and, and do you think part of not focusing and not getting that plan or not aiming that way it has to do with some external factors such as mobility or travel and those kind of things? Yeah, yeah. So they do come up consistently in the research, including um, an updated piece of research that was conducted by Amazon and published on International Women's Day this year. Uh, and I was um, really honored to be on the advisory board for that research. And it even came up there. So it's still an issue. Uh, But there are other things. So uh, there are other things that get in the way of women being able to go to the C-suite. If I name just five, the first is having to go to battle. They feel that it's a constant struggle to aim to get to that top position. The second is having to deal with bullying and derogatory comments. Uh, There are some examples of quite... Uh, unacceptable behavior that people seem to be getting away with uh, even today that came out in the research. The third is dealing with politics and the unwritten unwritten rules and really understanding those. They lack, fourthly, management and executive support. And fifth is the one we all know about, which is attitudes towards working mothers. And Mm -hmm range from, gosh, they must be a really cruel woman to be leaving her baby with the child minded for so long, to um, at work, they must be very lazy because they're only showing up for so many hours a day, not uh, accounting for that. They also go home 
put the kids to bed and then get on the computer and do some work. Mm-hmm. Okay, and 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 those are those are primarily external factors, and I'd like I'd like to come back to that. We're gonna we're gonna take a short break um, now, and I'd like to come back to those in a little while. But I, I'd, I'd like to also stay in on talk about when we get back from the break. What you talked about is the four things that are getting in our own way. We talked about time or ambivalence, um, but you said something about you know. Focusing on operations and fear, humiliation and credibility. Uh, I'd like to address those after the break. And this is really incredible research and, and, and very enlightening. And I'm so happy to have somebody take the initiative to conduct it. And for our listeners, we are talking with Ishreen Bradley. And she is the founder and CEO of... Pioneer uh, Equity Equality Pioneers, and she conducted research called a "Shooting for the C Suite," which is widely acknowledged as one of the most progressive research contributions on gender. And she's the author of "Authentic You," which is a practical guide for leaders to succeed at work whilst staying true to themselves, which builds on this research. Your book builds on this research. And the book is available on Amazon. And I would like to recommend people to download that from Amazon. Now, you can reach her on her face on her Facebook page, which is Equality Pioneer. And she has a website, equalitypioneers.com. And on Twitter, it's at Equality Pioneer. And on LinkedIn, she is Parity Pioneers. Now, when we come back, I said we're going to kind of go into those, those uh, a little bit, dig a little bit deeper into what you said. And our listeners, you, we are listening to Voice America. And this is Leadership Beyond Borders. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And with that, we'll take a short break and be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are talking with Ishreen Bradley, and she's a passionate pioneer at Parity at Work. She influences public policy, organizational culture, and individual progression by applying research and executive experience 
in a very nurturing approach. Now, she conducted the research shooting for the C-suite, which is widely acknowledged as one of the most progressive research contributions on gender. Now, Ishreen, we started talking, you know, we were kind of getting into this conversation and, and we were talking about women getting kind of being their own enemies in some sense, okay, in some sense of the way. And you talked about four things, and you talked about time, and we've we've talked about the time. But I want to go back to the credibility, the fear of humiliation, and the, you know, sharing, you know, focusing more on the operations and not sharing um, wins. And women women have have... are not that good at networking. I mean, part of it may be because, you know, the restraints of having families and, and, and work-life balance and not being able to go to have a beer after work. But even if you took that away, they, I see a lot of women struggling with networking. Did you f- find any of that in your study? Yes. If you think about it, men and women are different, and that's the beauty of the diversity business case. Mm-hmm. And traditional methods of networking, I don't think, are natural to women. You know, walking, well, it's comfortable, it's uncomfortable and scary for men and women, to be honest, to go into a, a room full of strangers and try and find somebody to have a meaningful conversation with, right? Um, so, so it's, it's not natural. So I have some tips. If, if women are going uh, to networking events, which we have to do by virtue of that's a part of how we make connections and move forward... Um, I would say have a really clear objective and a focus and and focus on that, do that. And then go with people that you don't know. Because if you go with people you know, you're likely to hang out with them and not make any new contacts. Mm-hmm. And that's what, they, that's what we tend to do. So have a really clear strategy. And if you do go with people you know, make sure you separate and have a strategy to support each other. Mm-hmm. So then if that's not natural for women, what would be? And I think there are some great new ways of networking that don't involve being in a group full of, in a room full of people. So you can use LinkedIn, for example, to find uh, people who might be useful for you to get to know and for whom you might have something to offer and arrange to have a one-to-one with them and a meaningful conversation there. You can find people in your organization who you admire and have conversations with them about what they do really well and how they do that. And that's another way to achieve the same result. Okay. And what that's, that's quite external. What about internal? Okay. Um, before we kind of go into the politics, internal networking, uh, that go, goes kind of in line with what you said about, you know, women focusing on operations and not really sharing things. Uh, how can they be better at internal networking within the organization? Well, there are a few things. One of the things that we talk about in the book is having your virtual board. So a virtual board is all about having those advocates, having those champions. And that can be in the area of your knowledge and skills. So something that women often get nervous about is if they don't know the topic in question. So, you know, the famous saying that uh, men will apply for a job if they meet two out of ten criteria, but women would need to women would need to meet all the criteria in order to apply. Well, uh, starting to learn that actually you don't need to know everything about everything and no human being can. So building up a, a network of people who meet the skills that you lack, they would be a part of your virtual board. The other would be your advocates. So these might be your champions, people who speak very positively about you, your sponsors, the people who will put you forward to great opportunities, your mentors who will connect you with knowledge and connect you with good contacts, and people who will just really champion you and sponsor you and help you to be successful. You need to start speaking, finding those people, first of all, who are the stakeholders, find them, and then start to build relationships with them because they're very happy, in my experience, to support you. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes hand in hand. Great tips there. Really great tips. And that goes hand in hand with a little bit with what they might call also 
playing politics. And you mentioned that as, as some of the things, you know, that maybe women don't like to do or may stand in their way. So did, was there any feedback about politics in the workplace when you were talking to women and, and, you know, getting through the politics? Very much so. And even now, when we talk about politics in the research breakfasts, people shrink back. They have a physical and emotional reaction to the thought of having to do the politics. And part of it, I find, is because they don't understand the rules of the game. So we need to take time to sit back and watch and listen and see what's going on rather than lean in immediately and get ourselves into trouble. The second is we see it as a lack of integrity and we see it as manipulative. And it's funny in a way, though, when women try to play politics and they're uncomfortable with it, they are seen as manipulative, even if they're not trying to be. That's, that, that's a very interesting point. And then that can lead to what you said from external to, to maybe, you know, bullying or other kind of reactions if yeah. they don't seem comfortable with it. it exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, coming back to your research, you, one of the other things that you discovered was um, women were very dependent on their competencies too much. And, and that kind of goes to, to what you said, I'm focusing on the operational mm-hmm. aspect and, and saying, okay, if I do a, a good job here operationally, then somebody should recognize me and I should get promoted. What, what did you discover? In the research, it said that women were too dependent on their competencies, okay, too focused on operational. Yeah. You know, yeah. So why was that? What came out of your research with that? Well, they want work that makes a difference. They want work where they are fulfilled and they want to do good work. And that's really um, important, we found in the sample we interviewed. And, and so there's, that, that's where their attention is. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the C-suite and you're saying if that's where their attention is on doing good work and delivering good work and focusing more operationally, that's not necessarily always the attributes that you need to get to the C-suite. So do you see a gap there at all between maybe what they're focusing on and what the leadership skills are needed at the next level or yeah. what they're looking for? Yes. Yeah. So what, uh, what they're not doing is looking at what are the skills needed of a leader. And this is obviously not applying to every woman, right? But mm-hmm. The, the people who want progress and who are struggling or the people who are successful and had to do these things in order to move forward. So a lot of strategic skills, a lot of marketing type skills, a lot of commercial skills, um, they don't necessarily gather in the early years. And that's, okay. you know, so that those things get in the way. So, so what would you, for the women who are not looking at that, what would you recommend to them? Okay? If, you, if you've set your eye on the C-suite and you're, you're doing your job and you're you know, focusing on your competencies to get the job done well, yeah. how would you, do you need to expand your horizon? Do you need to go into more learning? What would you recommend them? Uh, well, the thing is, that nowadays organizations are very squeezed, aren't they? So their budgets mm-hmm. are quite limited and they're not investing in developing people as much as they used to. So one of the things you need to do is really relate to yourself as your own company and invest in yourself. Relate to it like you would a gym membership and build your own future. And there are mm-hmm. five steps that I recommend for, for this process. The first is there may be things you say, it shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't be that way. So what you need to do is accept that, you know what, some things are going to take a long time to change and they may never change. So what you need to do is work around them. And that can uh, relate particularly to attitudes and to circumstances that you find yourself in. The second step is get clear on who you are what you want, and what your difference value is. 
Okay, and that involves getting clear on what your values are, what your vision is for your life and your career, what you're passionate about, what your purpose is in life, and what proposition all that enables you to deliver to an organization that they value. And you want to look at that at each stage in your career, and it'll, you know, it'll expand as you move closer to the C-suite. The next item I think you need to think about is look at what gets in the way for you. So what gets in the way for you could be practical things, external things, as you said, like knowledge, like skills, and you can gain those. You can invest in your future and gain those skills. There's also a practical skill of being able to negotiate time. So negotiate time at work. We're very fortunate nowadays that we do have like a global economy where we're required to be on calls at various different times. Use that to your advantage. Use that to block off some time for when you want to go to the sports day and support your kids. And then negotiate with your partner and your family to support you. I'm amazed at the number of women who stress about getting the laundry done and they have to do it. Why not ask your partner to do that? You know, so those are the, those are the external uh, aspects. Then the internal aspects are really your beliefs and behaviors that, uh, that you need to resolve in order to progress. And there are lots of practical tools. You can learn strategies and just free yourself from those constraints. There may be long-held beliefs that you need to free yourself from. Find what works for you and amplify that and amplify your difference value. Mm-hmm. And would you... Would, would you... Excuse me, go ahead, please. Yeah, so the fourth is oh, to choose powerfully the environment that works for you. Some organizations might not be a good cultural fit for you, but there will be an organization out there that does work for you and that fits with your values. And five, and most important, is focus on managing your profile, no matter how challenging that is. Mm-hmm. Would you say Would you say the first step, so those are, those are five steps, would you say the first is really... Um, you know, deciding what you want and, um, you know, building a plan. I mean, building a plan is quite important. Absolutely. I would put that as step two. So getting clear on who you are, what you want, and your different value. Inside that has to be a goal and a plan for your future, right? The first step, I really think, is just not trying to fight the system. Uh, Just accepting that some things may never change, so don't wait for them to change. Don't waste energy trying to change them, but focus on you and your growth and development. I think that's mm-hmm. the first step. And the second is really working out your goals and, and a proposition that will fulfill on those goals. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great tips and great um, steps to pay attention to. So, Ishreen, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, I, I just want to talk a little bit about the confidence issue because that seems to come up a lot in the research and it comes up with a lot of women that, that I speak to. And for our listeners, we are talking to Ishreen Bradley. And she has conducted the research shooting for the C-suite, which is widely acknowledged as one of the most progressive research contributions on gender. And she is the author of Authentic You, which is a practical guide for leaders uh, to succeed whilst being true to themselves. And this guide, Authentic You, which is available on Amazon, is, I'm assuming, Ishreen, some of the tips we're talking about is are also in your book. And it's, it's, your book has been written based on some of the research. So I would really recommend people to go to Amazon and get the book. I did read it and it is fantastic. Now you can reach Ishreen on LinkedIn under Ishreen Bradley and she's on Twitter under Equality Pioneer and her website is equalitypioneers.com. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, CEO and leadership and business expert. You can contact me on leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders. 
uh, or go to my website at leadershipbeyondborders.net. And with that, we'll be right back. And Ashreen, I want to talk a little bit about the confidence and then um, some of the things going on, you know, external and that may be, you know, trying to push the envelope a little bit to try to help women get to the CC. And with that, we're going to take a short break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America Business Radio. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking with Ishreen Bradley. And she has conducted the famous research shooting for the C-suite, which is widely acknowledged as one of the most progressive research contributions on gender in the C-suite. And she's the author of Authentic You, which is a practical guide for leaders to succeed while being true to themselves. And it builds on this research. And she is also the owner and CEO of uh, Quality Pioneers, a company that works with women and helps women guide their way and find their way to the C-suite. Now, we've talked about a lot about your research, uh, what you found out, Ishreen. And one of the things that that came out in the research, but is also in research all over the place, um, because if I've seen research that say, if a job is out there, then a man only needs about 50% of the qualifications and they'll apply and a woman ha- needs to have about 90% or they think they need 90 okay? And this is a whole confidence issue. So what did you find out about confidence in your research? Well, the main uh, challenge to confidence and self-belief is this need to be perfect and the fear of being laughed at, the fear of being found out, the imposter syndrome piece. And when women don't get feedback, this is the key thing. When women don't get feedback, they start to make up lots of negative thoughts in a vacuum. Whereas when men don't get feedback, they'll make up positive thoughts in a vacuum. (laughs) And that is really the crux of it. So um, there's kind of a glass half empty perspective that a lot of women have that men don't have and that's that's what causes the difference and so you know if anybody wants to support women in being successful the thing is to give lots of feedback don't judge them um and and support them and encourage them they they need a really 
safe, supportive environment in order to thrive. Mm-hmm. And the results you'll get out of that are way more than the investment you'd have to make. Mm-hmm. Does this relate back at all to this confidence to, to what you said earlier um, as, you know, some of the uh, five things that are, you know, uh, influencing women and, and one of them you said was, you know, is the battle to the top worth it? Does that relate to confidence or does that relate to more external? I think it relates to a number of things. Confidence is one of them. I think it also relates to not liking the environment and not liking the lifestyles that they see senior leaders having to have and wanting to have a decent work-life balance. Now, the, the thing is, as I said earlier, women really need to choose powerfully where they want to be. They don't all have to shoot for the C-suite, but be confident and happy in the choice you make about the level that you do want to get to and the level that you want to work at. Because for some women, the home is way more important than the career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so can, when you did this research, Ishreen, and, and when you we had a variety of, of women and different ages, uh, you know, these challenges are challenges that, you know, I've heard, I heard my mother, I've had them myself. And like you said, the reason you did the research is you didn't see that things had changed that much since 1987. Okay. Um, do you think there's any, any shift now at all in, in the, I would say generation Z who's coming out now into the workforce. Okay. I mean, there are 50% women in universities now. Um, do you think that some of these challenges are are shifting at all or are they pretty much staying the same across different age groups? You know, the core challenges are staying the same. Mm-hmm. The way they relate to those challenges may be different in that they will move about more, they will um, not be as loyal perhaps, they, they may enter the workforce expecting and assuming an equal environment. But it's not long before they have confidence issues, not long before they start to doubt themselves, not long before uh, they struggle uh, in progressing in their careers because they don't believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. What can we do? So we we have Generation Z who's entering, and then we have I think it's Generation Alpha now who's uh, who's uh, who are just like eight, nine, ten years old. What can we do for little girls now? What can we do as mothers? Okay, what can how can we how can we help start to form this confidence in the next generation that's coming up? That's a great question, Kimberly. And the work I've been doing with Amazon on their research uh, as an advisory board member shows that actually the time to impact what a little girl thinks is possible for her is between the ages of five and eight. So it's very, very young. So we need to encourage them. We need to create positive um, conversations about what they can achieve and what's possible for them beyond what they might see in the media, because the media typically portrays some stereotypical um, views of what women's roles are and what men's roles are. And teachers are also uh, really important in this space. They are the main influencers uh, we found of what a girl child can aspire to. So the schoolroom is another place where we can give them uh, a view of what possi- what's possible, maybe by showcasing successful women, uh, different kinds of successful women, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not the kind of woman who can afford an au pair or a live-in nanny that most girls can see at home. So if you can show examples of, you know, women who've made it through difficult times, who may not have that kind of luxurious lifestyle, but they've still managed to make it work and they've managed to be really successful, I think that um, that's great. Now, there are some also internal qualities that we need to develop in our young young women and, and those include resilience and self-efficacy so that they can 
thrive despite the knockbacks. They can maybe become less dependent on having feedback and being told how good they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say those are the things to look at for for us and for teachers as younger people. I think there's also a, a challenge uh, with the older generation, right? So they, we're all going to be working much longer. So I think it's important even at that level to have flexible career paths and enable people to, to change careers and, and move up that way. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, you're dealing a lot with this in your, your book, um, Authentic You, that really deals with that also. Could you tell me just, a, I, I mean, I've read it, so tell our listeners a little bit about the book. Yes, so the book is really based on the research and it's, it, it's about how you can manage your profile and how you can figure out who you are at the core and communicate that powerfully. And what we're doing now is really bringing the book to life through an online community that's global. And we're looking at the four key things that I have found through now nearly eight years of researching this subject get in the way of women being successful. And those are managing your imposter syndrome, managing your executive presence, dealing powerfully with conflict, and identifying and shining through your difference. So we look at that over a year-long period, and and we also have an environment where people can connect and support each other through that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it, it's great. And again, I recommend getting the book. It, it's it's very enlightening, and I mean that is nice to see that that there are organizations such as your company who are taking steps forward to help women. Um, what about the organizations themselves? Okay, uh, the companies themselves. Is there anything they can do? No, absolutely. So I mentioned already having flexible career paths creating uh, flexible work-life balances so that people can choose. There are times in life where we want to spend a lot of time on our career and there are times when we don't, and making that possible and workable for the organization. Uh, Some organizations still require women to do a three-year stint abroad, which generally is Mm. not practical at the time when your career is about to take off. So those are two uh, kind of family-oriented aspects. The others are creating a positive culture so that people have a sense of belonging and safety and uh, having employees and colleagues that welcome and support each other and care and support each other with managers giving good recognition and positive feedback. Psychological safety. I think the main thing that organizations need to create for all their staff is an environment of psychological safety so that authentic leadership can show up rather than boss-style leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I hope we have some organizations listening today. And uh, just one more question in that direction. What about, like, governments or legislation? I mean, we have EU 2020 with 40% gender and um, equality on boards. Is that is that pushing the envelope, or do you think those kind of things are successful? Or well, we've um, we've had a lot of government initiatives in the UK. Just speaking from the UK for now, so we've had um, white papers published on how to how to increase gender balance at work and how to increase ethnic minority representation at work. And somehow it stops at the white paper. So governments really need to look at taking those recommendations from people who've invested a lot of time and effort and provided some great insights into how do we implement those recommendations. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're getting towards the end, and this has been really insightful, Shreen. And I'd just ask you for our listeners and, and those those women who would like to go to the C-suite, what would be your one biggest tip that you would give to them? Develop your authentic leadership. Be who you are, be confident in who you are, and communicate that very powerfully so that you can shine through your difference. Excellent. And that's a great note to end on. And for our listeners, we have been listening to Ishreen Bradley, and she is the CEO of 
Equality Pioneers. Now, please go to the Equality Pioneer website. That's www.equalitypioneers.com and reach out to her. She's also conducted, she's the author and conducted the research shooting for the C-suite, which is widely acknowledged as one of the best and most progressive research contributions on the challenges women are facing when they are trying to go to the C-street. Now, you can also reach her on LinkedIn under Ishreen Bradley. You can also reach her on Facebook under Equality Pioneers and on Twitter at at Equality Pioneers. Now, the book she talked about is Authentic You, which is a practical guide to leaders to succeed whilst staying true to themselves. And this builds off the research that she conducted on shooting for the C-Street. So you can download her book. It's available on Amazon, and I highly recommend you do that. So, Ishreen, I'd really like to thank you once more for taking the time today. And I hope our listeners reach out to you. And please continue the wonderful your work you're doing and the wonderful contribution you're you're doing to trying to shift those numbers and get more women into the C-suite. So we are ending our show now, and you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders, and we are on Voice America Business. And this show is sponsored by Global Business Therapy, SRO, and CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association of Europe. At Leadership Beyond Borders, we do provide leadership training with a focus on digital transitions and digital agencies, and we also have the Women's Leadership Academy 2020, which focuses on leadership training for women in tech. And it specializes on diversity and C-level development. If you'd like to contact me, your host, Kimberly Lewis, please send me a mail at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or visit my website at leadershipbeyondborders.net. Please do not forget to tune into us each week and we're on live Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific time and also download us. You can download our entire series on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and we do have a five-star rating so take a look at some of the previous episodes and also join us next week. Thank you for listening this week. And once again, thank you, Ishreen, for being with us this week. Until next week, this is Kimberly Lewis signing out. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.